You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 301. Today, I'm discussing the most important question every entrepreneur should be asking themselves that most never do, and the ones that do don't have the answer. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here, and thank you so much for tuning in to another Monday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. I'm starting to get my voice back. Oh my goodness. Hey, today we're, uh, we're going to do a really juicy one. This is me sharing with you really a lot of, based on the experience of how many clients I work with, both at our mastermind level, our group coaching programs. It's a question that I don't think is often asked. And when it is asked, so many people don't know the answer. And it's going to sound so simple. Don't let the simplicity fool you. This entire episode is dedicated to this. So simple, yet so powerful. But before we get into it, yeah, I want to give you an update. As if you guys have been keeping up with the podcast, I lost my voice. Holy cow. Like it was so bad. Episode 299. I just said, hi, hello there. Welcome. Oh, it was painful. I talked to a bunch of our listeners. So like I couldn't listen. It's only for a few minutes. And then the team stepped in. You know, integrity is important to all of us, including you. And to be your word. And so I made a declaration to all of you listeners several episodes back. I think it was about six months ago. I was like, I'll never miss another episode for the rest of the year. I will do one every single week. And it got close. But I got my voice back. And then I was in San Diego for our mastermind retreats, our last ones for the year. And it was like so tough because it was like back and then I was losing it. And then I was coming back. And what really killed me is like we'd go out every night. We'd be at the bar or cocktail party or restaurant. And it's like pumping music. And you're like, what? I know. Oh, that was so bad. So it's almost there. But you can hear like a little raspy in my voice. So hopefully I'm enjoyable, soothing for the ears. But we did. We had our masterminds last week. It was awesome. So for those of you who don't know, I run two masterminds. One is a mastermind just for people like at the seven-figure, multiple seven-figure level that are uh, really looking to scale in a whole new way, bring on a team, a lot, of, lot more structure, etc. And then we have the, the inner circle. So it's intense. It's back-to-back for like seven days, but it's so much fun. I take a break in the middle, of course. But such a great group. And we did a bowling for charity. Uh, so shout out to our group because we raise a bunch of money for charity down there in San Diego. It's a local foundation called David's Harp Foundation. What David's Harp Foundation does is they help inner city kids, um, you know, the youth that are like in the juvenile hall system, get off the streets, you know, basically get their get them going on a better track by introducing them to music. And so cool by getting them involved. So they they teach them music. They have studios down there where they're making, teaching, recording music. It's so awesome. So what we did is we went bowling, and I basically said, for every <laughs> every pin you hit down, I will personally contribute fifty cents. 
what I found out is that online entrepreneurs suck at bowling. <laughs> and it was pretty bad. I mean, you know, maybe it was the bowling alley. I don't think it was regulation size lanes or anything. Maybe, maybe it was, uh, it was a trick, trick pins or something. Uh, so we didn't, <laughs> we didn't hit that many pins. And so I changed it to a dollar per pin, which that helped. So we doubled it. And then uh, any other of the members that donated, we matched their donations. So it was really cool. We, we raised over like $6,000 for the local organization that night. And uh, that really helps them out a lot. Um, you can check out David's Harp Foundation for more information. And you may have also heard, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, we also raised over $160,000 for Village Impact at BBD Live. And I share that because Stu McLaren, the founder of this charity with his wife, Amy McLaren, Stu goes to events like everywhere, talking about the charity and getting people involved. And he informed me that BBD Live raised more money per person than any event he's ever spoken to. And if I have said this in the past, I apologize, but I want to make it known because I'm just so proud of our community. I'm so proud of you guys that we come from a place of abundance. We come from a place of impact and giving. And probably the reason why we gave so much money collectively as a group is because you're all so freaking successful making so much money. And I love that. And I firmly believe that when you give, it comes back tenfold minimum minimum. So I just love that. And I love sharing that. And hopefully that inspires you to be bringing in some sort of giving back program into the stuff that you do. Because I know the more I share it, people have told and said that it's uh, inspired them to do that. So I love that. Anyway, so that's what's up with me. What's up with you? <laughs> if you're not following me on Telegram, I've been dropping little bombs over there, little audios and pics and stuff like that on Telegram. You're like, what's Telegram? Well, this is like our behind the scenes app. I call it Beyond the Podcast. And if you go to jameswebmer.com forward slash beyond, it'll take you through a few steps so that you download the Telegram app, join our private channel, and you're going to receive almost daily extra tips, thoughts, and musings from yours truly. So jameswilmer.com forward slash beyond and you want to do that from your phone download the free app and come hang out with us there so with that let's get into today's episode this is an episode inspired by working with so many students in person and having some fantastic coaching questions and realizing when people come to a hot seat question they come to a big ask i kind of come back and first and foremost and i ask a very simple question and this is the question that this episode is about i've actually talked about this on many different episodes in the past and the question is as simple as this do not let my what what the question I'm about to share with you be something that you go up oh, too simple not interested because it's the answer and how do you get to the answer that's going to be important the question i ask is what do you want wow what do you want what do you want so many people are not asking that question, or they're saying, I don't know. Today in this episode, I'm going to identify three reasons why we are not either asking that question or we're having trouble answering it. I believe at its core, it's what's causing so much confusion, causes so much, uh, you know, like a lack of clarity, so much of uncertainty, doubt that holds entrepreneurs back from taking that next step. Because they don't know what they want with crystal clear clarity. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I think we're going to get to some really cool stuff with it. So when I ask you, when it comes to your business, what do you want? What's the answer? Now, a lot of people say, I don't know. And that's actually the first one. That's one of the big ones. Well, I don't know. 
right? So this is reason number one why people don't answer the question. Because the answer is, I don't know. And I'm going to say, first and foremost, that that is total and utter BS. That's not true. You do know. We are desire-driven creatures. We always know what we want. And if you could begin to train yourself right now to stop saying, I don't know, because it's not true. When it comes to the question, what do you want? You always know what you want. In fact, if I asked you, if you are one of the individuals listening right now and I said, what do you want? And you said, I really don't know. I'm going to say, well, blur it. What is the essence of what you want? What's kind of the general direction? If you kind of like blurred your eyes, like almost if you like had really bad vision, you just blurred it. What is it's kind of what you want? You see what most people are doing, and we're going to get into this as well as one of the reasons is that when you ask somebody, what do you want? If I ask you, what do you want? A lot of people are actually re-asking themselves through a different question, which is what is realistic and what do I already know how to do? that I want. Most people are answering the question, what do I want from what is already possible for them? Because what a lot of people will do is start to begin to share what they want and then they'll say, but I don't know how, therefore it's not possible. F the how for now. That's why I say that over and over again. I'm not saying, what is it that you want that you already know how to do every single step of the way? That's boring. That's what you already, you already have that if you know, right? But what is it you want that is something that doesn't already exist in your life. And if you're saying, I don't know, I'm going to use a great, like simple example of this. You know, when it's like cloudy out and someone says, oh, the sun didn't come out today. Isn't that funny? Right? Like it's a super cloudy day and they're like, wow, the sun didn't come out. Isn't that silly? Because of course the sun came out today. The sun comes out every day. You just can't see it. And the reason you can't see it is it's because it's covered by the clouds, but it's still there. And I'd like you to consider that analogy or that metaphor analogous to your answer of, I don't know what I want. I'm here to say you do know what you want. The desire is there. The target is there. It's just obscured in some way. It's behind the metaphorical clouds. And a lot of those clouds are your thoughts and your fears. Okay. But here's the funny thing is the same person will say, no, James, I really don't know what I want can also spend hours telling you what they don't want. So let me ask you the other way. Well, what is it that you don't want? Oh, how much time you got, right? So if you're falling into bucket number one, which is no, James, when it comes to business, I don't know what I want. All right. Pause for a moment. What is it you don't want? Do you want to be in debt? Do you want to be broke? Do you want to have no sales? Do you want to have no customers? Do you want to have no audience? Right? No, I don't want those things. Great. Contrast creates clarity. We have to, we live in a universe or a realm here in the 3D reality of polarity, opposites, duality, right? And that's contrast. We have to experience the opposite of something in order to know what it is that we truly want, right? You have to know what down is to experience up, right? Right doesn't exist until left exists. It's duality. So whatever you don't want simultaneously creates for you that which you do want. By the way, this will get us into another episode, but what a gift, pain, problems, suffering is such a blessing for us. I know it doesn't seem like it at the time, 
But the whole dual nature of the universe presupposes that for some pain or problem to exist, it means that simultaneously some opportunity, blessing, or solution already exists. It's duality. It's a law of polarity. What a good thing. So, I know you know what you don't want. <laughs> and if you took the time to write that down, what do I don't want? What am I done with? What can I erase from my life? And if you looked at that list, you could say, well, what's the opposite of that? What's the opposite? And you'd start to get a clear sense of what you do want, which proves my point. It's not true to say you don't know. Don't stop there. Don't give up on your life because right now you're saying, I don't know. Like, fight for your dreams a little bit harder, please. Well, I don't know. I guess I'll just live a mediocre life. No, <laughs> please, no. All right. So if you followed that and you listened to what I just said, then number one, reason number one, I don't know what I want is no longer an option. It's obsolete, which is going to leave two more reasons why we don't answer this question. So let's get into them. The second reason is that on some level, we feel like, like we're afraid of what it is that we want. We either feel like we don't deserve it or we don't have what it takes, you know, like we don't know how, or we've created some kind of meaning or interpretation around what it will mean if we have that thing, right? In other words, we do know what we want, but we're afraid to say it. That thing scares us. And the first thing I want to say is one of the contexts that I live with, like what's in the background for me is that, and I firmly believe this, and I would really encourage you to uh, see that you already know this to be true, but maybe you've forgotten that you cannot have a desire, a wish or a dream born within you, not pressed upon you by your parents or society or culture or upbringing or your environment, but a desire born within you that you don't already have the innate raw talent or resources for. I believe that to be true 100%. In other words, I'm never going to have a dream to be a professional basketball player. It's just not in my heart. And I'm not really surprised that I also don't have the height for professional basketball, right? And I believe that, you know, and you've heard me say this before, do what you love. And if you're not doing what you love and loving what you do, you're not doing what you were put here to do. And we've all heard before that hallmark sentiment, do what you love. Yeah, but then we don't. And I want you to look at this from another perspective for just a moment. The whole concept of do what you love is not to make you feel good. No, because it sounds nice. No, it's what if love, emotion, was your GPS as a guidance system. It's guiding you downstream closer and closer like breadcrumbs moving you closer and closer to your purpose and your function in life what you're here to do and if you just listen to your heart it would guide you more towards what you were put here to do the thing that you actually want to do aligned with what you have the talents and unique abilities to do and when you align those you unlock the floodgates you will unlock abundance and affluence in your life. But our freaking logical overthinking brain gets in the way of that. 
If you just trusted your heart a little bit more, you could start moving in that direction. So that parts of us of, I don't think I have what it takes, or I don't deserve it, and all that good stuff is the overthinking part, right? And so that's something to look at too. If you, if you go, okay, what do you want? And you start to think of what you want. You blur the essence of it and it starts to scare you. Maybe it's because it's like, I don't feel like I, I have what it takes. I don't know how. Well, F the how for now. Or I don't deserve it. I want you to actually, for once, we are emotional creatures, right? So honor that desire that's born within you, that it's there for a reason. And you're either going to follow your heart or you're not. But no one who ever just followed their head lived the most happy and fulfilling life possible. And it's your head that's going to be the one that's talking you out of your desires. So it's something to notice. We can go deeper into this, but that's the second reason. Now let's look at the third reason. This is a big one. A lot of people say they don't know what they want and then you get clear, okay, you actually do know what you want, but the reason they're not answering it or declaring what they want or going after what they want is because there's a part of them that is unwilling to give up something. Let me explain this. When you think about what you want, a lot of people have a story about what it will cost to get what you want. What will you have to sacrifice? What will you have to give up? What will it cost you? Like time with your family or more stress or more money or more this or more that. That's something, whatever that story is, is something that you don't want to give up, right? So there's things that you're going to have to give up and then to get this thing. And then there's things that you're saying you don't want to give up. So for example, like, oh, I won't get to spend four hours a day watching Netflix. Yeah, maybe you should give that up. Take it down to one hour. Okay. But then there's other things that are like, I want to do this next thing. I want to take my business to the next level, or I want to do this thing and I want to do it really badly, but I don't want to have the long hours. I don't want to sacrifice the time with the family and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I want you to notice that if that's what category or bucket that you're in, in other words, you do know what you want, but you're telling yourself a story of what it's going to cost you, which are things you don't want to give up. And I actually want you to honor that. I'm not sitting here saying, because what a lot of people are going to do is say, well, just hustle your pace off. Screw it. If you really want to do it, sacrifice all your time with your family. Sacrifice your health and sanity. Right? Okay, I guess I will. No. I'm going to actually say that no matter what, that's you working from circumstance. It's working from circumstance that you're letting this story of how much time it's going to cost you, how much energy is going to cost you, drive your life. Because you don't want to give up more time or more energy or more family time or whatever. You're not going to go after it. But that's working from circumstance. When you operate from possibility, you start to play in a new realm. The realm that presupposes that you can get what you want without sacrificing the time. The time away from family or the energy or the long hours or the money or whatever. But most people are never dreaming. Most people are never thinking that big. They're saying, I want this thing, but it's going to cost me this thing, right? I want to do my first launch, but I don't want to work stressful long hours. Let's say that's the example. So what I'm proposing, instead of letting these beliefs and stories and circumstances drive your life, which doesn't really give you a very enriched experience of living, you could instead go, what would it look like? 
to do this first launch without the stressful long hours. Huh. Crazy concept, right? Crazy concept. What would it look like to do this without that? How could I do this without that? What if I did? What would I need to do differently? And most people, number one, will not ever ask themselves that question. And those that do will continue not to answer it. And they'll continue to argue for their limitations. No, you don't understand. I've done it before. And this is how much it took. How inspiring. That deserves a TED Talk. (laughs) Your past has informed your future. That's not very inspiring life. That doesn't inspire your audience. I live my life by a very simple credo. Let's show them what's possible. Inspire others through my actions. So I don't let those stories rule my life. I say, hey, what would it look like to generate this revenue or hit this outcome without this, without having that, without that expense, without that cost, without that sacrifice? What would a launch that's fun and light and easy and effortless look like? What would a successful launch look like when it's fun, light, and effortless? No, you don't understand. I did this before and it cost me this. That's just us arguing for limitations. When you play and you dip your toe into the pool of possibility, you realize, my friend, that you can have it all. That's what people mean when they say, dare to dream, be willing to dream. That's what that means. That's operating from, creating from a new possibility. So what do you want? I challenge you to find the courage to answer that question. And if you don't know yet, stay in the question. Be okay living in the question a bit. But you're going to need to answer it. And if, it's, if the answer scares you, that's a good thing. That's a really darn good thing. And I want to remind you, you know, desire is an emotion. We just tend to muck it up with logic, our overthinking, our fears and our worries and anxieties. So just a recap, what do you want? Such an important question. By the way, the answer changes. It's a moving target. If we're not answering this question, I'm uh, proposing to you that it's one of three answers that we we're telling ourselves we don't know, which is BS, or a part of us feels like we don't deserve it. There's a part of you that does know that you deserve it or that you don't have, have what it takes, or maybe that you don't know how. But then the third one is that you're telling yourself there's a story that a part of you believes that it's going to cost you something that you're unwilling to pay, something that you're unwilling to give up. And this is an opportunity to play in the pool of possibility. To have it all here. Okay. I do this all the time, but desire is an emotion, right? You feel it. We muck it up with logic and overthinking or fear. And I want you to know I'm doing this all the time. I'm constantly asking myself, what do I want? And I actually just made a decision that I know was right for me. And I want to share it with you because it's a learning opportunity for you. I closed down one of my masterminds this year. I decided not to do it again next year which means there were people on a waiting list that wanted to do it. And there were people who wanted to come back, but I decided I only wanted to have one next year. And here's the crazy thing is I made that decision based on desire. It felt right. I didn't overthink it. I didn't get in my head and redoing that mastermind would have for sure put us over $10 million in revenue for the year. Oh my gosh. And you didn't do it. So we will fall short of 10 million. Right. And you know, we can get so caught up in that top line vanity metric and let that drive so much of what we think we want. But is that really what you want? And for me, I had to get honest with myself of what was more important, some stupid vanity number or my values and my priorities and my time and my energy. 
And if I would have lied to myself and done this anyways, just for the money or just for some vanity metric, I would have not been aligned with what was my highest good and what was best for me. And I would have been telling myself in the universe, that's more important than what is really important to me. Like my, my time, my energy, and where I put my, my intention and my focus. And it's not. And so I'm constantly asking myself that question. What do I want? What lights me up? What makes me happy? And it is a moving target. And sometimes you have to make tough decisions. But I could have seen maybe an older version of me years and years ago being all like, oh, oh but look how much money. and did, huh? But I'm clear on what I want. And I know you are as well. And again, we are desire-driven creatures. You will have desires until the day you die. You will. And good old Nappy Hill said, you got to have a burning desire, right? You remember reading that and thinking grow rich? You got to have a burning desire. Well, I say you already have a burning desire. You just keep extinguishing it with your fear. That the fear, the overthinking, the anxiety and the worry and the doubt and the uncertainty that you're projecting is simply extinguishing your desire. If you were to stop overthinking, if you were to get out of your head for a little bit and just tune into what you really want and really let what you want cultivate and grow, you would find that that burning desire is there and it's naturally there when we're not suppressing it, when we're not doubting it, when we're not trying to bury it deep down because it scares the crap out of us. So then the question becomes, how much more would you want this thing that you want if you knew that you could not fail? Think about that for a moment. If you look at the thing, if I say, what is something you want? And I'm going to ask you, let me ask you a better question right now. What is something you want that if you accomplish this would let you know that you've really grown personally and professionally? What is something that if you experience this, if you accomplish this, would have you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are successful, that you're making progress, you're moving in the right direction. So you can pause this if you need to write that down, but whatever that thing is that you wrote down, how much more would you want it if you knew you couldn't fail? Isn't that funny? Like most of us, the desire increases when we start to have more belief in it. If I could guarantee that you would, you would get this thing and you wouldn't fail, would that have you want it just a little bit more? How much more would you want it if you had permission? If you knew you had permission from me, from yourself, from the entire world, the whole world was, was chanting your name and saying, go after this, would you start to want it even more? And how much more would you want it if you already knew that this was the best decision for you? So many of us are asking the wrong question. What's the right way? What's the right decision? So afraid to make a mistake. That's the biggest mistake we're making is not doing anything because we're afraid we're going to do it wrong. That's the mistake. You've already done it wrong. I'm here because I'm more willing to make a mistake than you. There's a quote I found on Instagram. I'm going to share it with you right now because I love this. It apparently... <laughs> Apparently, it was Mark Zuckerberg who said this, but it was this. It was, hey, what's the secret of success? The answer, right decisions. Mm. How do you make the right decisions? Through experience. Oh, well, how do you gain experience? The answer, by making wrong decisions. 
(laughs) I love that. I think that's beautiful and I could not agree with that more. So think about that for a moment. How much more would your burning desire grow within you if you knew you couldn't fail, if you had all the permission in the world, everyone's chanting your name and you just knew it was the best, right, highest decision for you? Probably start to get a little bit stronger, right? That burning desire is already within you. Stop extinguishing the flames. Now, the problem is you'll never get those things, right? You'll never get permission. You'll never get certainty and you'll never have guarantees. So if you're waiting for those, how much longer are you willing to wait? The truth of the matter is successful entrepreneurs go after what they want without that permission, without certainty, without guarantees. And that's why they become successful. If you're looking for all that certainty, if you're looking for a guarantee, I love you so much, but you know what's coming. Get a job. You know, a lot of people say jobs give the illusion of certainty. They do. They do. But you get more certainty out of a job than entrepreneurship. You do. And so if you're like, no, I have to have it. It needs to be a guarantee before I do anything. Then get a job. That's not what you signed up for. You see, you decided to become an entrepreneur because you know it'll give you something that having a career won't. For most of us, it's freedom to some level. More freedom, right? But freedom itself comes at a cost. This again goes back to people want things, but they're not willing to pay the price. Freedom in entrepreneurship comes at a cost. And that cost is, is that there is no certainty or guarantee or proven path. You want to be able to do whatever you want, but at the same time, you want someone to tell you what to do every step of the way. That's called irony. That's called a paradox. It doesn't work that way. If you want the freedom to do what you want when you want, you can't simultaneously expect, I need someone to tell me every step of the way with a guarantee. That's called a job. But there is a part of us that wants uncertainty. You want unique, surprising, unexpected experiences. That's called life. That's called living. You don't want to eat the same meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of your life. You don't want to watch the same movie over and over and over again. No, because we want variety. We want difference. And that's what entrepreneurs crave. So pretty simple here. And I think it's pretty powerful. If you're not asking that question like consistently as much as possible, it's time you do. Because if you're not getting clear on what it is you want, you're living for the wants of others. Or worse, you're being driven by what you don't want. And if you're being driven by your, what you don't want, you're being driven by fear. When you're driven by fear, you're focused on what you don't want. And what you focus on you don't want is what you get. I don't want to be broke. 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 What do you, what do you focus on? Broke. What do you get? <laughs> broke. Right? This should be one of the most important and simple questions. But James, isn't that me being selfish if I just focus on what I, what I want? Well, I didn't say just focus on it. But yes, what's wrong with being selfish? Because the truth is, you cannot give what you don't have. And so if your cup is empty because you're trying to fill everybody else's, you've got nothing left to give. And when part of you isn't being filled up, by what you want, you're out of alignment with your purpose and you can't give your best stuff. You can't show up at your best and you can't perform. You know this. You already know this. 
but are we living it? And that's the difference. Are we living it? And what a great, perfect time of year. It's the end of the year. It's the last month or so to really stop, to slow down, to pause and reflect on what you want and be honest with yourself. Be courageous to not just ask the question, but answer it. And I invite you to be scared to death by the answer. That's what I've done. And that's what's gotten me here. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.